Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What, what, what's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and back in the saddle again, coming back from a very short hiatus, we've got Captain Jack. Jack, my friend, it is good to see you. Uh, I'm glad. I'm yes. glad you're back with us, dude. We had to. We had to. We had to pull an audible last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quick audible. Yeah. Audible for many different reasons. I think that yep. a lot of it has to go through um, just like, man, just really some some tough family stuff um, with my yeah. wife. But then on top of it, too, just like really, I think people underestimate um, when when certain depression may hit or just like how things kind of stack up, you know. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and, and really... t- to be clear, when Jack says like with him and his wife, it, Jack and, and his wife are fine. It's not yeah. that it, it's 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 extended. Yeah, it's like, not... like 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 there's <laughs> there's there's family stuff. But no, no, no it's not Jack and, and his wife. Yeah, I just I felt no. I heard that and I was like, eh, I feel like I should clarify that for you. <laughs> Jack and his wife are great. They're good. They're yeah. Gucci. Everything's fine. It's just yeah, you had, like other family stuff, and then you guys were like sick for a little bit, and it's just uh, yeah, yeah. There was just yeah, and then on top of it too, some 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 postpartum depression stuff, and so we're we're walking sure, through that yeah. right now. Um, yeah, with which is really helpful too, uh, because the church has been and our church family has been very supportive, um, which yeah. we'll talk about a little bit more in this episode. Um, yeah, we'll absolutely. Get into that. So, yeah, but yeah, well, glad you're back. Glad, uh, glad we're back up to full strength. And, um, yeah, yeah. We just kind of did, uh, some like rant. We did like a devotional last week and you know, it actually turned out okay, but it's never the same without, without Captain Jack. So, um, yeah, glad you're (laughs) back, man. Glad things are going better. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to hopping into today's that, but before we do Jack, yes. Um, why don't you 
fulfill your your co-host duties and give us the reformatory cigar of the week. What do you got for us, man? Okay, so I am going to share two cigars. So whoa, uh, look as, at you! Uh, yes, making up for I, last I, week. I, I am. I'm trying to make up here. I'm trying to make yeah. up for the slack here, so to say. <laughs> but uh, so I will say that the first cigar that I'm going to talk about, not, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I would recommend it. I think it's a starter. Uh, we are. It is November. And November is for New World now. So we're going through the AJ right. line, AJ Fernandez line of New World cigars. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk first a little bit about uh, one of his cigars, which is his New World Cameroon. And then I'll follow up with a little bit more recognized, more well-known uh, AJ okay. cigar. And so first, let's talk about the New World Cameroon. So this cigar... I remember when it first came out, um, this was a pretty big deal because AJ Fernandez never did like a Cameroon wrapper or anything like that before. And then uh, this cigar came out, and I remember there was a lot of buzz around it because now we got a Cameroon and all this other stuff and da 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 da. And so I would say uh, a lot of depends on where you get your sources. Um, but this cigar could be rated anywhere from about 88 to 92. And I mean, this really depends too upon the shape of the cigar, everything. So Josh and I talked about this um, with the New World Maduro, how the box press really made it pop as far as flavors go, right? Oh, yeah. And so really, yeah. that's that's what we would kind of recommend to you all as far as uh, this goes. But uh, to give you a little breakdown of the Cameroon, before we go into the other selection I have for you, um, this review, or at least the details, uh, Boutique Blending Sensation, AJ Fernandez, expand his ever-growing portfolio with the New World Cameroon. Uh, It has a Cameroon wrapper uh, and then kind of a full-bodied, uh, core, so it's a, a Nicaraguan Puro. So basically, it's all Nicaraguan tobacco. So the filler, the binder, uh, yeah. that's all Nicaraguan, but the wrapper is Cameroon. That's what makes it special. So um, all of these, uh, so the cigar, as always, is crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua. Um, what you're going to get on the Cameroon, as far as flavors go, um, wood, coffee, uh, cocoa, and kind of cedar. And then it has some different sweet and spicy notes in there as well, too. So that is the Cameroon. It is MSRP'd anywhere from, I would say, uh, $8 to $11 in your different Mm -hmm. Batola sizings. So that is the Cameroon. Now I'm going to go to the more interesting selection of our ship, which is the New World Puro Especial Toro. This was rated the number 12 cigar of 2017. Wow. Yeah. It is a 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado. Um, It is MSRP'd at anywhere from $8 to $9.50. So $9.50 for a Toro. 
That's yep. number 12 on an all-time top 25 yep. cigars of the last decade is a pretty good deal here, people. Yeah. Um, and it's basically all Puro Nicaraguan. And it's uh, medium to full um, as well, too. So basically, uh, I'll give you a little write-up here of what Cigar Aficionado said about this cigar. There's probably no one in the Peruvian cigar business growing as quickly as A.J. Fernandez. Um, despite all this activity, he has carefully crafted the New World Puro Especial. It's the newest version at that time, the newest version of the New World line. Um, and uh, all the tobacco inside the cigar comes from uh, Esteli, Nicaragua. Um, and so it's it's a very, like, this is probably one of the best Puro Nicaraguans, I would say. Not only because okay. of that rating, because of the taste. It's mm-hmm. a very earthy taste. Um, but there's there's some there's some pepper in there that really gives yeah. it a pop. Um, mm-hmm. That's just different than a lot of the new worlds that I see on the market lately. So, but is. Uh, that is the New World Cameroon and the New World Puro Especial for you. Love it. For your All right. Well, those are pleasures, uh, if you will. For, for <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are some good selections. Uh, Jack coming in strong as always. Even pulling double duty and making up, making up for last week. Yeah. Don't 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 ever let it yep. be said that you you find Jack slacking. Yeah, Captain Jack seriously. don't slack. Captain Jack is back. <laughs> All right, and he's back with an attack. Uh, so that is the reformatory cigars of the week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So, my man, it is, um, it's no secret, right, Mm -hmm. that there are times in everyone's life, every Christian's life, right, that seeks to make the local church central, that goes to, you know, you know, gathers with the Lord's people on the Lord's day, you know, seeks to, uh, you know, be be part of the community of the local church. There are times in our lives where we find ourselves with, I would say, less than optimal desire for the Lord's Day gathering and for community in general. Right. Sometimes yeah. that is it can manifest itself in just kind of an apathetic, you know, um, attitude toward things, right? And sometimes, depending on the situations and depending on you know the reasons for this, uh, it can it can be even in the negative, right? And it's not it's not just a lack of desire. It's a it's a it it's it's a it is a actively not desiring it, right? Um, yeah. And both you and I have experienced both of those things, you know, and we've talked about that before on different eps of the podcast of just how, you know, we have found ourselves in seasons, you know, usually due to some pretty bad church experiences, right? That we just, man, the desire to gather with the Lord's church uh, just isn't there. And it's not something that we can fake. It's not something we can conjure up on our own. But, you, you know, you wake up on a Sunday morning and I've had I've had times in my life where, you know, I'd wake up on a Sunday morning and I would feel physically ill 
because of the yeah. the stress of going to church right um now those weren't you know good church experiences for sure right but those kind of yeah. stuff can kind of stick with you right and even when you find yourself in a good local church and one that you're thankful for right and one that has you know preaching a correct gospel and has you know their priorities straight and good polity and good community right and all these things you can still find yourself even in the midst of 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 intellectually knowing this is a good church and i'm really thankful for being here you'll still have sundays and you'll still have times where stuff will pop up in your head. You'll be reminded of stuff. I, I hate using the term triggered just because it's so hijacked <laughs> in, in today's in today's culture, right? But yeah, but, but certain things will trigger certain certain thoughts and certain emotions, and it results just not wanting to go to church, right? And sometimes it, it is a result of of something like that. And sometimes we're just in a season of life where we find ourselves really busy or really tired. Uh, maybe stressed, depressed, you know, whatever the case may be. And we just, we don't want to invest. We don't want to be around people, right? We don't want to, you know, have, you know, people asking how we're doing and, and, and things like that. Right. Um, and that can even, you know, manifest itself also in, in, in you having a desire, like, like you, you want to want to be there. Right. Yeah. But, but, but you don't. And yeah. that hurts even more. It's like it's like I I want to have the desire to gather. I I want things to be okay, but they're not. And that can just add layers upon layers. So Jack, there are times where we find ourselves in this situation. Right? Yeah. And I just I thought it would, you know, you know, you know, we thought it would be a good thing to talk about because maybe one of our listeners has either experienced this before. Maybe you're in it right now, or you're finding yourself just kind of apathetic to the local church or maybe apathetic to, you know, you know, fill in the blank. And we, we want to encourage you in that because, you know, you know, I think Jack, Jack brought up as we were discussing topics, topics to, you know, you know, talk about for this app. You know, you mentioned this one uh, has been kind of, you know, kind of on, on, on your mind, on your mind, especially yeah. this, this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, part of it, is uh you know we're going to us in a season i think it's more prevalent maybe in the fall and winter months mm -hmm. than maybe yeah. in the other different months because it's dark it's dark it's at five o'clock seasonal seasonal depression yeah yeah and especially depending upon <laughs> i mean josh is built different josh lives I am. for the yeah, gray <laughs> it's really weird. Um, it's really weird. I don't know what that so says about me. Like, like I'm not saying that's a good thing. Let's let's set that first. I'm not saying I don't know what that says about me mentally. Yeah. But like when it's sunny and bright, I'm depressed. When it's dark and dreary and rainy and cold, I absolutely yeah. love it. And that probably says more to like how warped I am as a person versus just me being different. But let's yeah. Let's just say I mean, I'm built different and let's leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, We'll leave it at that. But I mean, yeah, please. For, for yeah. the for the majority <laughs> of other people that live maybe outside the Pacific Northwest, yeah, you do have this time in the seasons, and depends too on on also your situation in life. If you're single, and it's winter, and it gets dark at five p.m., and you go to work and it's dark too, and all you're dealing with is darkness, bookend, bookend, like yeah, that's going to be very depressing. Um, 
just like in a lot of different ways, right? This season is is marked by a lot of darkness, a lot of uh, spiritual and physical depression too. I mean, it's both dark outside earlier, and then it's even dark within our souls too. And so, um, or it just might be dark in your life general with what's going on. It may not be sure. just within your yeah. soul, um, what you're going through as far as feelings, but yeah, it's it, and I, I think I bring this up too because I, in my marriage, it's so interesting to for me, who became a Christian in college, who didn't grow up in a Christian family, um, mm-hmm. who was really kind of built up within the faith through a lot of discipleship from other men, versus my wife who grew up in a very um, ethnic fundamentalist. Um, kind of upbringing in the church and it's very much pointed to the fact that like you need to do these things in order to maintain your salvation and if you don't like there will be blowback there'll be consequences to that yeah yeah so i think that i think the biggest thing why we love our local church that we're at is that every single time we go there It's, you know, I think certain people go to church for certain reasons, but a lot of it has to do with the community of people in that church first that Mm. draws you. Like, who is in that community that's growing, that's getting discipled? And then it may be, oh, well, let's look at the teaching and stuff like that Um, and the pastors who are leading it. So, like I said, like, it could be mixed matched of why you don't want to go to church Um, I think from our perspective and where we're at is I'm, I'm way more on the, the lines of, yeah, smaller churches are going to be a little bit better to accommodate for relationships and building Mm -hmm. up of relationships and getting a little bit more hands-on discipleship than mega churches or churches that are getting up into the three, 400 level of people there because you're you're constantly either in a cycle of um, like deploying people to plant churches or you just have like four different services. <laughs> yeah. Right. And really that's right. four different churches um, yeah. that you're doing right there. Ooh, so you're going on Mark Dever on us. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I well, we, I mean, we are going to one service too at the beginning of 20. I, I know you so are. I yeah, have to, I'm, I'm obligated. <laughs> I'm you obligated gotta, to kind of have to you go gotta rep the colors, mark man. on people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Stay loyal. So, stay loyal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, and even some couples as well, um, some couples could care less to a certain extent about preaching and how mm. certain things are preached, even though they, they think that it's certain, okay, it's great that we're preaching expositionally, but at the... I've ran into couples that have said, like, that's not really the crux of why we're coming. We're coming because we're gathering with people and we're Mm -hmm. gathering to worship and we're gathering to worship Jesus together. And so I think it's just the way in which we view the local church, too. Like, do you see the local church as a way in which you are actually expressing what it means uh, to be the people of God yeah. in a way that I think in our culture, it's just about the building. 
It's about the building and it's yeah, about sure. who's in the pulpit and who in the pulpit says what goes, what doesn't, teaches what doesn't teach, stuff like that. And I think that Josh and I have been more drawn to the fact that we would rather go to a local church that is building us up through the people, not just the elders, even though that's important and that's Mm -hmm. the component of the local church and the leaders as well too, but it's building us up through the people and the people are what make that local church. It's not just the elders and it's not just the teaching, but it's the hands-on discipleship that's happening day in, day out, week in, week out. And I think that's the important thing that people need to hear versus you just need to go and listen to the sermon and then somehow magic fairy dust gets sprinkled on you and there you go. You're fine. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, no, no, I think that's a great point, man. And I think it's, I think that's something that I think, you know, a lot of people don't consider is that the, you know, when, when we talk about things like not having a desire to go to church, right. I think we, we, we underestimate often, you know, and I, I think we underestimate this just in general. You know, d- you know, it doesn't even have to be in the context of you having, you know, a lack of desire to, to gather. But I think we underestimate the power that is in the community of of God. Right. Yeah. And when we talk about the local church, you know, why, you know, one of the main reasons that we talk about making the local church central to your life is because of that community that you're talking about. Now, granted your church needs to be preaching truth, right? It needs to be praying yeah. truth. It needs to, <laughs> and there's better structures, you know, of church and better polity than others. Right. And there's better ways to preach than others. All of that is true. And all of that, we would confess very wholeheartedly that is important and you need to take it into consideration. Right. But, you know, if you're coming to the Lord's day gathering simply to be a consumer and not to yeah. give and not to give of yourself yeah. and not to serve in whichever, you know, whatever facet the Lord has, has given you to serve. We're approaching the local church incorrectly. And I think too many people, especially in reformdom, approach the local church as simply something of, you know, I'm going just for the preaching because preaching is held in very high regard, especially in reform circles, as it should be, right? I mean, it is it is the the delivering of the word, it is the proclamation of the gospel. That is it is an essential part of the Lord's Day service, right? It's it's absolutely essential and it's vital. But that's not all it is. And that's not the only reason yeah. we gather. And that's not the only reason yeah. that we that we join membership. Right. Simply because of preaching or simply because of songs or simply because of prayer. Right. It's 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 all of it. It's all of it together. Right. I think we can compartmentalize in in, in when it comes to the local church. And I don't think it's very healthy. You know, we, when we when we look at the community that God has given us and the ability that that community has to encourage us, especially when we don't feel like going. Man, I think I think we we underestimate the effectiveness that that community in the local church has in caring for our souls, right? And it results in what I hope would be a, even though that desire might not be there, and and believe me, like, I understand that. I understand that on a very personal level. You still show up. You still make the hard decision. 
you still put mm-hmm. your shoes on, right? Comb your hair or, or don't, right? And get in the car and and go to church, right? And you might be sitting there, right? Not feeling it, right? You might be sitting there. And again, I'm like, if I can get personal and I can actually speak from experience, you might be sitting there in the pew, right? Listening to what the, uh, is being sung, right? And you're listening to these words of these hymns um, and these, you know, maybe more, you know, modern songs. And they're speaking of the great joy and great victory that is found in Christ, right? You might be yeah. sitting there or standing there saying to yourself, that's really easy to sing. And I don't feel that way at all. Right. You might be shake, you know, speaking these these great, you know, singing these great words that I I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. Right. Oh, blessed assurance. Right. And you might just be mm-hmm. sitting there like I've been shaken. I've been moved. I feel shaken yeah. right now. Right. Yeah. You might be sitting there listening to the pastor preach about how, you know, knowing Christ gives us the ability to have joy and sorrow and how we are to count trials as all joy because of the perseverance that it creates in us. Right. And you might be sitting there thinking like this, like intellectually, I'm here. I understand what they're saying, but experientially, like this just doesn't ring true. Right. And the local church can often come with great pain. Right. But, but here's, here's my point, right? Those, those, those Sundays that, that you have those, right? Those are the most important Sundays for you to gather. Okay. It's important for you to gather, you know, all the time. But I would say, especially on the Sundays that you don't feel like gathering because yeah. it's those Sundays where it is, I would say, monumentously more important that you are reminded of what is true and that you see what is true and that you experience what is true. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you are not the only one sitting there in that pew or in that chair that feels that way. Yeah. You're not. I guarantee you there are other people that feel the same way you do that have been going through the same crap that you've been going through that had zero desire to walk through those doors. And yet they did it one, perhaps just because they knew it was the right thing to do Two, And this is, I think the better motivation and one that took me a while to understand, but one that I want to, I want to, to focus on your other brothers and sisters need to see you there. And even yeah. in your frustration, even in your pain, even in your sadness and sorrow and grief and all the things that you might be bringing, you know, bringing into the doors of that local church with you. Your desire to minister to your brothers and sisters in Christ should still be stronger. Now, I get it. Sometimes it's not. I understand that. But still show up. Because 
it has done such such a a a it's been such a testimony to my heart to see and to speak to my brothers and sisters in Christ who are there on a Sunday and I get to talking to them and they've had a really bad week. They've had a really yep. bad day. And I know it was a slog to get here. Right. The yep. kids are cranky. We're tired. We're running on fumes. I'm on my fourth cup of coffee this morning. I've got a headache. You know, my, you know, I have some relationships that are going down the drain, you know, family members that are sick, whatever it is, but they're still there and they show up. And man, the amount of courage and grit and grace that that takes to still do that and still walk through the doors is a, is a massive testament, obviously to the grace of Christ. But for that, that person's commitment to me, that they loved me and that might not have been their motivation, but that is the outflow, right? Even with the junk of a week that they had, they still loved me enough to show up and man, or, you, or like yeah, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. Or even vice versa, or just like, uh, expressing the need for the fact that you were just done. Yeah. And sometimes that's, yeah. and sometimes that's, I say that because uh, during communion, um, we often talk about, in my local church, we often talk when we come to the communion tables, because there's three different tables that we gather around. Um, people kind of disperse and they gather around and then we partake of the elements. Um, we talk about coming to the table with like open hands of faith. Like you really don't come to communion with anything. No, you just come no. with your open hands and saying, "I'm a sinner, and I need to be filled with grace again. I need to be reassured of my position and place with God right now." So, some of it is even that to where you're coming to your local church on a Lord's Day service, and you're just mm -hmm. like, you know what? I probably don't have anything in me right now. But the least thing that I can do is just show up and be honest and transparent and just say, you know what? Today is just not a, not a great day. Yeah. And that's when a lot of times when I've seen, you know, just within this last Lord's Day, you know, my wife was dealing with this insomnia and it was just really tough on her. And sure, she was sure. thinking about like, do I go? Do I not go? And I'm like, if you want to go. Like, I know, like, <laughs> the priority is sleep. If you can't sleep, like, the, the least thing that we can do is go to a place to where people can pray for us, people can minister mm -hmm. to us. We know that yeah. we're going to a place where people will show us God's love in many different ways, in the communication of the word, in mm -hmm. uh, communion, and in fellowship, in that kind of way. So within that time, like that's a really sweet time too, because you see people and they'll minister to you, you know, whether, and, and I think that not going sometimes you miss out on that to where yeah. you're, you're not going to get filled with, with, um, encouragement. Um, mm -hmm. and you're not going to get filled with, um, just different ways in which people love you and care for you and want to show yeah. that through prayer and through 
um, different exhortation and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's somewhat the ground level too is like, I really, sometimes it's just like, I don't, I don't really have an expectation of showing up on the Lord's day. It's really just like, I'm empty and I need to be refilled again, Lord. And you're going to do that through many different ways. And that's the simplest thing that you can do sometimes. And I think that, you know, a lot of people will say, well, like, you know, just fake the funk and just go there anyway. It's like, I would just be real. I would just go in there and just say, oh, you know yeah, what? Absolutely. This week sucked. <laughs> and yeah, I've had really and I've bad. had situations where I've I've I think our local church now has been a little bit way well, a little bit, a lot more real, at least mm. in our church culture, to share things mm. like that. Versus sure. other churches where I feel like it's relegated, like it's not part of the flow. So sure. we have to relegate right. How yeah, you well, talk you get all the can you get times. all the candy answers, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. how's your week been? Good, busy, tired? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Me too, me too. But then, but then, like, what I have found is that if you if you if you step out and be the honest one and be like, you know, you know, it, it was a really tough week. It was a really tough week. That 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 will that gives other other people the courage to actually be honest as well because i think you're right jack i think we come into church sometimes with these these cultural expectations that you know you don't you don't you don't be honest right if somebody asks you how you're doing you say good thanks how are you and if the convo goes you know beyond that then it's you're making it awkward right but the local church should be different that's yeah. that's not you know that might be how it is at the coffee shop or Starbucks you know Starbucks right or or yeah. with your cashier at Walmart or whatever, but that's not the local church. If you can't be yeah. honest in the local church with the people that you are covenanted to in membership, you can't be honest with anyone, right? Yeah. And I think we forget that. I think we forget that that local church, our our people, our community, that is where that healing will i think manifest itself the strongest as we are gathering together fellowshipping together being in community with one another that's what brings that healing and that's what begins at least this is how it was in my life that's what begun or excuse me began to spark spark the desire again mm. because as you are receiving that community and receiving that grace and that love from your people, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, like I'm going to church this morning and it's not actively bad, right? And and then, you know, a little while later, oh, I get to see so-and-so today at church. I'm kind of excited about that, right? And then a little while later, Right. That's just how it works. And that's how that healing happens. Right. But that's not going to happen if you don't show up. And if you don't put one foot in front of the other, do the hard thing and trust Christ in the process because he's there, you know, and he knows what you need and he's going to give you what you need. Sometimes, sometimes just for the moment. Right. But Christ and his sufficiency and the way that he will use his people is more powerful than anything that that I think this this world can offer for sure, and you know sometimes you have to step out in that in, in faith, walk through the doors, 
be like, all right, Lord, like I'm here. I know I'm supposed to be here. I don't feel like being here, um, but I'm but I'm going to trust you. And the Lord, the Lord does his best work in those moments, I think. Yeah, we're going through the book of Acts right now, and it is Mm. so crazy to think about how people came into the church in those very, like, four chapters of Acts. (laughs) You're talking about the, the diaspora of Jews that are coming into Jerusalem during Pentecost, Mm-hmm. And when the Holy Spirit uh, falls upon the apostles that are meeting there in the upper room, and then they start to share their faith, and then on top of it, you're seeing people who are there from other countries basically join the church in Jerusalem and stay there. They're not going back. And so that's a very... I, I don't know how we get to that point (laughs) in our local churches to where we have that kind of community in which it's like you can, it's okay to like stay here and be here. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know how we get to that kind of gospel culture uh, in our churches to, to propel us in that way. Um, But I think that that's very important to see that you are making every single effort to just really show to some to some degree like transparency but then the other degree like to show hospitable uh hospitability and and love and and care for one another um but yeah we just we just constantly see how the holy spirit will if you're a christian like that promise of the holy spirit like he is with you and that is a huge thing because we we just came through Acts chapter 4 where Peter and John get arrested and yeah. it is like a rehashing of almost Jesus getting arrested too. It's almost the same kind of strategy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You hear yeah. like the the Sadducees and the Pharisees start hearing stuff or a healing happens at a certain place and it's like, "Uh, oh, nope, can't do that. Come on in." Right. And they get taken in front of the leaders. And it's so interesting to see Peter, who witnessed Jesus, be betrayed by himself, mind you. (laughs) Mm. By himself. Like, Peter betrayed Jesus, right? And yet still, Peter repents and is in the same place as Jesus is in, in the book of Acts, a lot of different times. And yet, what happens? The Holy... It says time and time again in the scriptures, like he was filled with the Holy spirit and said, or he was filled with the Holy spirit and they prayed together. Yeah. And so I think a huge component of how we gain strength and where our strength comes from is not within ourselves. A lot of the time it's God who's providing that strength by the Holy spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to go full charismatic on people. Well, no, well, no, no, that's exactly. Well, and him using, (laughs) using his people to bring that strength also. Right. Yeah. Like it's not us. It's, yeah. it's it's the Holy Spirit working in us and then the Lord prompting his people to care for his people. Yeah. And that's what the local church is. That That's what happens. Right. And it's just that's how it's supposed to work. And and uh, yeah. And, you know, that's what worked with me, you know, and it took time. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying it's an easy fix. Like, oh, you know, show up three times a local church and then boom, you know, 
you'll feel like going again. Like it took it took time. It did. Yeah. But through that faithfulness, the Lord like did his work. And I'm still here now, you know, talking about it on a podcast, you know, that a few people listen to. (laughs) And like I'm I like I can I can say like, yeah, like it was bad, but Jesus did his work and and it was good and it was good. Didn't feel good, but it was for my good. So. Yeah, Jack. All right, man. It's time for us to be done talking. It's time to, you know what it's time to do. Yes, she has. And it's time for us to go (laughs) on to some Patreon. Because if you guys, if you guys want to hear, if you guys want to hear about my biggest, it's only like we're recording this on Monday. (laughs) I've already had my biggest regret of the week. And I, dude, it happened this afternoon, dude. And we're going to talk about it on Patreon. So if you want to hear my biggest regret of the week, and it's only Monday, it's already happened. Wow. uh, You, you get to, you know, you'll have to head on over to Patreon because that's where it's at for that $5 holla. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but Jack, my friend, why don't you get us out of here, dude? And we'll uh, go record some exclusive episodes. Yes, exclusive. Um, mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate uh, Josh and I's uh, thinking about and musings and uh, philosophations, if you will, on the fact of the local church. Yeah, I'm making up words right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you can follow us more on the Reformatory in different ways, and you can interact with us in different ways, whether that be uh, asking us and direct messaging us uh, questions or coming up with show ideas that you want to hear about, you can follow us on the sociables. Yes. Those deplorable, despicable platforms that we call the sociables, the Facebook, the metaverse, Mm -hmm. the Instagram goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. The, um, the sociable formerly known as X, if you will, or formerly known as Twitter. X. Yeah. Yeah. I messed that up. So, Yep. yep. So you can follow us all at those sociables at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Like I said, uh, if you are interested in anything that we uh, uh, do as far as episode ideas, uh, we would love some mailbag. Ask us some questions. We'd love to do a mailbag Mail episode bag. here, probably yeah. at the end yeah. of the year. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. But also. Uh, Josh can tell you about different ways that you can support us and even kind of go help us go further into the realm of the podcast matrix, if you will. That's the podcast matrix. That's right. (laughs) Well, if you're on, uh, you know, if you're listening on Spotify or you're listening on Apple, you can rate the podcast. You can review the podcast, mm-hmm. and we would really uh, be uh, really thankful if you did that. You know, uh, maybe longtime listener, first time reviewer. I don't know, but we would really appreciate it. Give us a little five stars for five solas action. Uh, it helps the podcast get out to more people. If uh, you heard this podcast or any of our other podcasts you know, within the last, um, I don't know, a couple months, you know, maybe close to a year now, I'm not sure, and you thought to yourself, boy, you know, I, I enjoy listening to these guys. I, th- I bet I'd enjoy looking at them, too. 
Uh, we have a YouTube, <laughs> and we <laughs> we record. Said no one ever. <laughs> we record. <Yeah. laughs> uh, we record these episodes, and uh, we have a YouTube channel. All right, YouTube.com/slash/reformatorypod. Head on over there, like, comment, subscribe, ring the little bell for notifications, as the kids say. Last but not least, we have a Patreon. We talked about it already for a five dollar holla. You could get that sweet, yes. exclusive content. Join the pod luck. And if you do, our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of the podcast. That is our pledge to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>